wonderful Ben Bidwell, also known as The Naked Professor. Ben is a life coach, personal trainer, meditation teacher, blogger, and mental wellness advocate. He creates breathtakingly vulnerable images that encapsulate everything that he believes in, breaking the barriers of masculinity, being open and honest, and inspiring others around him with kindness and compassion. So without further ado, here is Ben. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? All right. Yeah, good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. I'm hoping that the puppy stays chilled for this interview. So firstly, for those that may not follow you yet, um, and I'm putting a yet on that (laughs) because... You need to go and follow Ben. Tell me or tell our audience a little bit about you, how you got started. And I'm not going to use the J word, uh, but tell me a bit about your your human experience so far. Well, the J word, I was trying to work out what the J word was for a second. (laughs) Take me a long way. Um, It's hard to avoid. Yeah, well, it's a long story and I try not to make it too long because I don't want to go off a massive rant to start with. But yeah, I guess for the first 30 years of my life, I was pretty shut off and emotional I kind of was living in a very typical what I now consider to be a very typical masculine way um uh, very unemotional kind of tried to be tough and strong and brave and all these traits that I saw in 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 men at a young age um that weren't probably really naturally me uh, my mum's a, a nurse and she's very kind and compassionate and I had definitely some of that energy in me but but I didn't see it fitting in with 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 the masculine energy so um, I guess I, you know, I, the way I phrase it is I wore a mask for a long time to try and get validation and um, strip my emotions and um, you know, played all those stigmas I mentioned. And then, um, yeah, at 30, a life coach entered my life and I'm now 37 and really for the next sort of seven years, it's, my life has gone sort of full sway the other way. And um, she, the, the, the coach, um, kind of rewired my mind to how, how it was working and... and um, uh it's just been yeah an incredible journey um ever since you know there's no avoiding that word it has been a journey um and uh, it's led me to a place now whereby um i started writing a lot about my experiences and learnings a couple of years ago and started a blog i guess which is probably why i'm here i'm called the naked professor um which was kind of in my words removing the masks and 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 um burying my soul if you like and kind of speaking from this place that i've never really done before where where well, I hadn't done in my first 30 years and I'd started to embrace naturally. But yeah, really where kind of, I was showing up more when I was being vulnerable and, and authentic and showing my truth and embracing my emotions and embracing my vulnerabilities and all these things I'd never done because I didn't consider them to be masculine. And um, I captured imagery uh, to represent my message, which is probably what, what gave me sort of a bit of a, an interesting point because... Um, Everyone's got a message these days. Everyone's writing all sorts of things and it's kind of hard to, to, to differentiate between everyone's message. And the one thing I, I had is this, these images that really um, embodied what I was writing about. And that was me stripped naked in, in iconic locations, um, very professionally done, uh, of this person who was being vulnerable, who, who wasn't following the crowd, who was following his own path, doing something quite different, um, who was bearing his soul. Um, all these things with being vulnerable, all these things. And, and that, that imagery kind of brought my message alive. And suddenly I hope that image brought people to read what I was writing about. And um, it's just opened up all sorts of opportunities for me since I launched it in the last couple of years. 
And uh, yeah, I'm now find myself in the space kind of constantly talking about this stuff and embodying it all the time. And I think probably some of my friends from 10 years ago, some of my family are thinking, you know, what the hell's happened? Um, but it's very liberating for me because this is, this is kind of who I probably always wanted to be, but mm. didn't feel like it was, it was, you know, the masculine energy mm. for a long time. So, like it yeah. wasn't kind of allowed. Yeah, it's certainly. Well, it, I mean, the way I see it is that, that you know, there, there are lab points, you know, being a bit, there's certain people, you know, kind of a leading kind of leading men at a young age. And it's there's kind of, you know, really quite lab points or whatever. And kindness, compassion, you know, being open with your emotions, loving, telling your mum you love her, all this kind of stuff. They're almost anti lab points. You know, they yeah. weren't, they were, they were the opposite. So, um, yeah, it's nice for me now to kind of be embracing that anti-lab points, but being celebrated for it, I guess, mm. if you like, a little bit. Yeah. See, I find that point really interesting because there's a girl that I work with who is in her teens and she is so unbelievably switched on. She amazes me. And I remember that she was talking to me about, you know, they had to write an essay for school um, and it could be about a topic, anything that they wanted. And I, she said, I just don't know what to write about. And I said, okay, well, what, what are your friends writing about? And I think she said, oh, well, one of them's writing about like Kylie Jenner's lips and another one's writing about this. And I was like, okay, well, what do you want to write about? And she said, I really want to write about, and she said, I don't know how to put it into words exactly, but I really want to raise awareness for teenage boys because I feel like with the the boys that surround me they get to a certain age and suddenly instead of still being the really nice caring thoughtful boys that I know they've turned into a very different closed off closed-minded as you say like they've put on this mask and they get angry because they don't show their emotions and it really affects their mental health and I remember sitting there just going wow like you you're 16 and you notice this. And I think looking back at my time when I was that age, I can see that as well. And I think it's a really common kind of stage of life with teenage boys, which perhaps needs to be looked at a little bit closer. Yeah, totally. And that's exactly where I'm coming from. I think the big challenge is, is that there's loads of role models showing them the way you know in, in the in the unemotional kind of tough masculine energy there's not many role models who are, who are really showing up yet in a, in a more emotional capacity mm. and i still think there's there's a role to be a man to be that masculine energy that that stereotypical kind of brave tough but still be emotional mm-hmm. you know, i think that's where i'm coming from is that i, I still want to portray that that masculine energy but alongside it, be kind, be compassionate, be open to my emotions, be loving, but still, you know, go and hit the gym, you know, play my sports, you know, have some banter with my mates sometimes and that kind of stuff, but just not miss out on, on the other side. Um, mm. and that's, yeah, I think that, that part is what's, they're not seeing, kids aren't seeing many men celebrate that side still. Mm. And, um, you know, subconsciously, you know, young men are being shaped, young boys or men are being shaped. To, to be the other way that's what they say you know for me i always say for me in the 80s it was arnie it was sylvester stallone you know rambo terminator they were the heroes you know and everyone says well rambo and, and there, there was some and rocky there was some emotion there and there was but it was still fundamentally about how brave and tough he was how masculine he was now that was what everyone was aspiring to 
Yeah, people didn't watch the films for those vulnerable moments. They watched the films for the... Provides. Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, I think it's quite difficult, really, because there needs to be there needs to be a balance because quite often in society especially in the media we go from one extreme to the other so you kind of you can almost look at the body positivity movement as an example i absolutely support everybody's body whatever shape size weight color and race anything but there there became a kind of branch of this body positivity movement which almost shamed thin people um and almost gave them a a route to you can't be body you can't you can't be part of this movement unless you're a certain size and it took it it goes again to a black and white phase and i think really actually what we need to do we need to start getting into the gray areas and and that's that's where we need to start sitting and some people might say it's on the fence but i think sometimes it's okay to be on the fence <laughs> what do you mean by the gray areas what what well, I think that we can get very bogged down in in our opinions and, and in society's opinions. And I think sometimes people are afraid to speak how they feel in case it's, it's perceived as wrong. Mm. So for me, for example, I talk quite a lot about mental health, eating disorders because of what I've, I went through. And... I've had backlash from people saying, well, this is all coming from a skinny white girl, essentially, is what they said. But the problem there is that that person has looked at me, made an assumption, and then disregarded any point that I'm making because of the way that I look. Um, They don't see the fact that I nearly died at 21. They don't see the, you know, 10 years of, of being ill. They just see that face. And so it made me scared to start to, to keep talking about it in a way because I thought that have I got a right to talk about body positivity if I look a certain way? You know, can I can I talk about things like this um, without offending somebody? And that's what I that that's the thing that's that's what I mean by the grey area. I think that instead of seeing things as black and white and making a judgment straight away, we need to start to be open to listening to other people's points and and opinions and views and understanding them before we either disagree with respect or we agree with them. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah, it does. And, And it does make sense. I mean, what I'm really understanding or taking from that is that, you know, from my perspective, everyone's got a story. You mentioned before we started talking about Michael Maisie he had on this podcast. Now, at 15, he was arrested for armed robbery. Society would, would determine he was a bad person. Mm-hmm. You know, then you understand he was born to, what was it? Was his mum a heroin addict? And his yeah, so dad an alcoholic? Yeah. 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 At four, his uncle sexually abused him. At five, he was thinking that this world is a dangerous place and I need to I'd protect myself and either get to the top of the tree or I'm going to get eaten alive here. Hmm. And suddenly, you know, his, his actions at 15 come from a slightly different place. Now, I'm not condoning them. It's not, it's, you know, we still have a, a heart that knows what's right and wrong. Mm-hmm. But our mind is a powerful tool and our mind or his mind in that scenario is telling him, you need to stay safe here, son. And mm-hmm. you need to, to stay safe. You've got to, you're going to have to do some, some stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and his, while his heart, I'm sure, was, was in pain through that behavior, his mind was so strong. So, so well, if I don't do it, then I, I don't know if I'm even surviving here. So that was the most powerful message. And we start to understand that all behavior comes from a place. Mm-hmm. I'm not condoning it, but 
Um, I say more, more kindness, less judgment, or more compassion, less judgment. You know, we're very quick to judge everyone's behavior. Actually, can we understand that everyone has got a past and stories that have led them to this place or experiences that have led them to this place? Rather than judge them, can we, can we, can we seek to understand? Maybe we don't, we're, not, we're never going to have compassion for it, but can we just at least have a little bit of understanding? Mm. And uh, we'll be, the world will be in a better place. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I completely agree, but I also think you can put that inwardly to yourself. Totally. I think quite often, especially with any kind of mental health struggles or illnesses, once you start to understand and look into why or why what is driving that habit or behavior and really kind of not not approach it with anger or pain or annoyance that's when you can start to really understand yourself and I think that that is that that kind of light into the darkness is a real key point uh, and I totally agree I mean it's about it's, our relationship with ourselves is more important than everyone than the relationship with everyone else so if we can have compassion for everyone else First and foremost, have compassion for yourself and understand that your behavior, actually. What, why were you behaving like that? Rather than determining you are a bad person, I am a bad person, I am wrong, mm. I hate myself, why am I like this? Actually understand, well, what, why? Why am, I, why am I behaving like this? And can I change that? Can I alter? You know, can I change my perceptions, my beliefs, my understandings? Can I have some awareness as to, to my past so that it might bring to light why I'm behaving this way? And actually, rather than, rather than beat myself up about it, have some compassion that, I'm able to change and I've made mistakes just like every other human being. Mm. But the, the key is, is that I want to move forward and learn from them. Mm. Yeah, then that, that's massive for ourselves because that relationship with ourselves is huge and we're beating ourselves up. It's not only a great relationship and a great relationship with yourself is going to have mental health issues. Mm. That's something that I really liked about the podcast that you do as well. I've kind of been binge listening to it over the past couple of weeks. Thank you. And I absolutely adore it. But I really liked, I think you were interviewing Davina McCall. And at the end, you said, you know, what would you say to your younger self? And I think that that's a really amazing question. And I don't know if you've ever seen, I think it was going around on social media at some point where people sat down and they looked at photos of their younger self and gave them advice or, and not a bad word was said. Yeah. And not, you know, and that's the thing. We grow up and we, we get really um, sucked into this kind of negative headspace, negative, what's it called? Neg- where your brain kind negative of protects bias. you. Yeah, exactly. Focus um, on those challenges and threats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we just, and we, sometimes we forget that compassion. Completely. Yeah. We, I mean, it, it's, it's quite a cheesy cliche now, but, you know, it's so, so true. We wouldn't talk to our friend, our best friend, how we talk to ourselves. Yeah. And we talk to ourselves horrendously. Yeah. Awfully. And there's no way we would talk to other people. And it's damaging. This yeah. is the thing. I don't think people ever realize the damage until really, you know, neuroscience is proving so much of this stuff mm. now. But actually, it's really coming through that the way we talk to ourselves is, is, is huge. And most people are talking to themselves really badly. Mm. Yeah, 100%. That was something that I really found in my in. Oh, I nearly said the journey word. <laughs> I'll just say um, that's something that I really found as well because I used to keep diaries from when I was a young person, um, and I, every single day I'd put, "I hate myself," "I'm ugly," "I'm ginger," "I'm like fat," all this stuff, and I had gone from writing that down every day to thinking it in my head every day. And I started doing um, just three good things every single day. I'd come up with three good things or three good three things to be grateful for. And that can change your mind psychology so much. Something as simple as that. Completely. And, and it's so easy, but 
we just don't do it. <clears throat> we don't. And I think that's because we live in a world where we're all about external validation and things that can be seen physically. Um, you know, you go to the gym and you look at yourself in the mirror and you feel, even if, if it's a placebo effect, you look, you know, I've just trained, I must be in better shape. We see ourselves physically and you can see sweat and, you know, you can really, really see the, the, the work you've done. Whereas your thoughts, you know, things like meditation, mindfulness, all this working on your mind, it's, it's one, it's a bit of a slow process because our mind's very stubborn. It's not easily changed. But two, there's nothing physically to witness. Hmm. Um, and no one else can judge you on it. This is the other thing is that we, we love to be put our best foot forward and let everyone judge us. Um, so if we look good physically, everyone could judge us. Wow, you look good. You know, it must be amazing. Whereas they can't see our mental state. They can't see how we feel. Mm. Um, they you know, they can see our behaviour and, and take something from that. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think we would rather look good than feel good. Is essentially what I'm saying. And yeah. That's fundamentally wrong. We yeah. Should no. be looking to do feel good, make ourselves feel good, and then if if we if we look good to other people, and that's cool, we can. That's that's nice. But mm. first and foremost, make yourself feel good. Yeah, we're not on this earth to live for other people. No, we're Doesn't not. Doesn't matter what role you play. No. all here for you at the end of the day aren't you yeah or to please to please other people mm. i think that's what we really do um ever get everyone else's validation and then we think we're doing well but what about your own validation that's the most important of all mm. so i have a question so you mentioned that you know when you were younger i think you said in your 20s you were very much quite closed off maybe going down the kind of lads 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 <laughs> route um, trying, trying. Trying. yeah <laughs> How did, how did you go from that to, because you just mentioned like meditation and things. So people that listen to this that may not do meditation and things like that might find them quite jarring opposites. How did you go from, I, I'm guessing it's a slow process, but what, what made you go from that closed off mindset to somebody that does enjoy things like meditation and breath work and, and looking inwards? It was really step by step, you know, it was bit by bit, you know, I did something. I'm, I mean, I was so shut off to start with, to any of this stuff. When I, when I initially worked with a coach, I was trying to change a, a sexual issue that I had. That was fundamentally why I was there. I wasn't really trying to work on my mindset. And I was hoping that she was just, I didn't come, I remember when I spoke to her, I was like, I, didn't, I knew you a coach and a hypnotherapist. I didn't realize you were an expert on sex as well. But if you think you can help, let's give this a go. And um and so we started working together, but she never once, we never once talked about sex. She was just rewiring my mind. And I was like, oh God, you know, this is kind of interesting. Well, I'm looking forward to getting to the sex bit because that's what I really want to sort out. But in the meantime, this is kind of interesting what you're teaching me here and here. And actually, you know, I've, I'm probably getting better as a person at least, even if we haven't got to the sex bit. And um, bit by bit, that was changing. And then I saw firsthand benefits you know I started to tell my mum I loved her when I haven't been able to do that for years it was just a block and little bits relationships were developing I just felt a little bit more with better and more excited and energized about myself and so those, those little things that she would say for a long time she'd say meditation I was like yeah you know, not for me like I'm not this some of this mindset stuff you teach me is interesting but meditation you know whatever that's not and then bit by bit I tried something else and then you know I tried a meditation course about four years ago actually London Meditation Centre and it was transcendental, so it was a mantra repeated in my head. And it didn't really resonate at that point. It didn't. And I, and, and I came away, and it was pretty tough to carry on. And then, but meditation came to me later at a different stage in a different form. So it was just a process, and it was opening my mind 
to, to, to allow the, the, the things that I'd always shut off to ever being beneficial. Actually, they might these things help me. It's worth a go. Mm. You know, I'll try these things. And if they do, then, then cool. If they don't, at least I've tried and I've learned. So yeah, it just started opening my mind. And I remember the first time I did, I do loads of breath work now with my friend Richie, who's amazing. First time even when I went to that, he's my friend. And I was like, I just breath work. I know how to breathe. You know, I'd like... Kind of been doing this a long time. Yeah, it's got, yeah. yeah, I think I've got this nailed. Um, <laughs> so, the, you know, and, and then I did that and I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like, this is crazy. And, then, and so it's like, what? All the time, I'm, I'm, I'm switching my mind off to these things, not even giving them a chance. And actually, when I give them a go, some of these things are amazing. Mm. So what other things are there out there that could, could be good for me? And just try, you know, just be open-minded. But I think initially, for me, it was getting results with the coach. She was helping my mind change, and I was, getting, I was seeing benefits in my life. Mm. That was the start, and I felt kind of the curve was, was going upwards now. Mm. And that allowed me to be encouraged about trying other things. Yeah. She um, was like your gateway drug. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd forever be grateful. <laughs> yeah. Forever. It's weird how we build up these kind of um, blocks in our head about things, isn't it? Because mm. I've had hypnotherapy and I bloody loved it. I mm. thought, like, at first I didn't think, I, I kind of thought, I'm just going to fall asleep for a bit. This is going to be great. I love a nap. But yeah, I mean, the way that she explained to me about your brain, how it works, I was absolutely fascinated. But then when I met Sam, one of my best friends, she's really into like meditation and manifesting and things like that. And I just, I found it harder to wrap my head around meditation than I did hypnotherapy. And I haven't quite put my finger on why. I mean, have you ever heard of Oprah and Deepak Chopra? They do like meditation weeks yeah, of course. and stuff. Right. I love them. Yeah. I just love his voice. Yeah. Um, he's like David Attenborough to me. I could listen to him all day. Yeah, yeah. But just sitting down and meditating, yeah. I find difficult. Um, and I think quite a lot of people would. But it's just, I find it really fascinating how you're, you can completely be on, fully on board with one thing and then something that is kind of sharing the same boat or at least on the same kind of part, point of the water, you find it really hard to get on board with that. Yeah. And that's what I like about what you said about um, going from that one kind of place to the other. It's step by step by step. And, and you'll come across those challenges and those blockages and you get there. Yeah. And f- find your own part. Like if there was a manual that this was the solution, we all just need to read this, then it would be easy. We could all just do that. But there mm-hmm. isn't. We're all complex. We've all got different stories, different paths. We've all got different likes and dislikes. We have to find our own way. Mm. You know, there's not one book that we can all sit down and just read and that's sorted. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So we have to find our way. I started with hypnotherapy and it didn't work. Mm. And, but around the hypnotherapy, she would say a few, few things, the coach. Mm. And, uh, and I was like, after a while, I was like, yeah, I, I'm not sure about the kind of the hypnotherapy bit, but can we talk a little bit more about what you said there? Because that was quite interesting. I've never thought about it that way. Mm. And it tra- started transitioning. You know, I just was vulnerable enough, enough I guess, to, to, to share with her that I was struggling with this part, but, but was engaging with that. And then so she took that and we just ended up, there was never any hypnotherapy. It was all just coaching. Mm. And, you know, that's how it works, mm. I think. I think that vulnerability as well is, the, is sometimes the hardest step, um, like what would you 
I guess it's difficult to shove all men into one category, uh, even though we, we seem to always want to shove everything into some particular category or another. But mm. what in general would you say are the, the most common barriers between men and, and opening up and being vulnerable? Well, I think and the, the word almost needs a rebrand for starters. Because you say to any man, do you want to be vulnerable? And they'll go, no. Yeah. Why, you know, why, why, would, why do I want to be vulnerable? I'd like to be safe and secure. I don't want to be vulnerable. It's not an attractive. So I think there's a, there, there's a stigma attached to the word in the first place. And I get that, which makes complete sense. And I'm sure I had the same reaction. But I think the more you dig into it, the more you understand that this vulnerability, there's, a, there's an entirely different perspective to it. And really, for me, the, the thing with vulnerability is it's where connection exists. It's very hard. In fact, I'm really, I struggle to connect with people now who don't show me some element of vulnerability. Mm. Because vulnerability is real. And there's a lot of, bullshit conversations in this world about meaningless nonsense Mm -hmm. that does nothing to inspire me with vulnerability tells me something about them it's sharing from a deeper place uh, a a realness that perhaps isn't covered in glory or hopes and you know dreams it's it's right now it's tough Mm. you know i'm struggling a little bit and and um i'm not i'm not on top form if i'm honest you know Mm. And, and from there you can actually have a real conversation with someone and find out what's going on and there's connection in that so yeah and i mean for men i would just stop stop thinking of what the word means to you mm. and just see it i mean if you think about it particularly all the things i said about masculinity before you know vulnerability doesn't fit in with being according to sort of simple understanding i not describe that very well but brave tough strong da 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 vulnerable they don't mix mm. so if, if you're seeing yourself in a masculine energy you don't chuck that vulnerability status in there the reality is it's 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 where connect human exi- um, human connection exists mm. let people see your heart see other people's hearts and mm. you can beyond what they look like beyond what they ate for breakfast beyond what job they do beyond what car they drive all that stuff is is fine but actually mm. really seeing in their heart and, and seeing them as a real person the depth of them that's where and that's the kind of connection that's going to stop them wanting to mess around with other girls Mm. stop wanting to wish they were somewhere else and always seeing the grass is greener and actually really starting to go wow this person i'm with is is, i've never experienced this before Mm. there's real depth in our connection yeah so do you know what i mean yeah absolutely it's like Mm. i mean taking it back because you you mentioned um like your your sexual experience but we we often especially in this society we see sex as the peak of a relationship like a very very key part of it or if not the key part of it which you know obviously it's it's part of a relationship however i think that personally the connection between two people is so much more powerful and that's what makes relationships last um and i think sometimes we can get so drawn into the fact of you know the media being like oh if you're not having sex with your partner more than once a week then there's something wrong with your relationship and we start questioning it and and worrying about it but actually if you strip everything back and look at the connection that you have with people whether it be in a relationship or whether it be in a friendship and that's where you can really feel like you're seen totally I just from doing this podcast and and speaking to people who have similar or very different views but are open to talking about them, that has brought me a sense of connection quite selfishly, where I feel like it doesn't so much matter 
if Brenda down the street may not understand me, but I've got this group. You 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 build your own tribe, don't you, of people? Totally. Yeah. And that's yeah, that I that when you said you, you find it hard to, to really connect with people unless they, they don't you know, you're not looking for them to bear bear your soul in or what in a ten minute conversation no. necessarily. But yeah, that's where you will have a genuine conversation and it isn't just surface level. Yeah. Being a bit of, I, I would rather change the word vulnerable to just real. Yeah. You know, your actual truth. Honest. Not what you're meant to be, what you're you know, all the things that you're trying to be. Just real, like being really, and also not that there's, I think there's a, there's a difference between being a victim and, and being vulnerable. And that, I think this is the challenge that a lot of people face with vulnerability is they're like, well, no one wants to bring negative energy. You know, no one, if, if someone asks me how I am and I go dreadful, no one wants to speak to me anymore. Mm. And, I, and I get that. And that's very much a society thing as well. And being vulnerable, I think, you know, if it is dreadful, it's rather than saying, how are you doing at the moment? Rather than going, oh, I'm dreadful, poor me, this is awful, feel sorry for me, give me sympathy. It's, uh, it's, you know, how I said it before, it's, um, thanks for asking. It, it's challenging right now. I'm having to dig quite deep because, uh, yeah, I'm not getting much sleep. I'm really tired. Uh, there's a lot of shit going down and, um, and I'm struggling. And if I'm honest with you, but I'm, I'm, it's a period of time and I'm, and I'm, I'm just battling and I'm, I'm getting on with it. And, um, and I appreciate you asking. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, do you know what I mean? I mean, I made yeah. that up, but um, it's a difference. And yeah, people aren't drawn to victims so much. Um, I but think they are drawn to vulnerability. Yeah, I think it's because it's quite difficult. I think if somebody's got quite a victim mentality, they are then creating their own issues because you, you know, life life always has its ups and downs, and it's the way that you deal with them that makes the difference. I'm sure you've met many people that have literally just given been given like a bag full of shit but have made an amazing, you know, life out of it. And I think that that's the, it's that, it's that mindset set shift that people are drawn to because we see on reality TV shows and things like that, you know, everyone's got a sub story. And at first, when it first came out, everybody kind of, their hearts went out, but we're so, like, we're just so used to it now. We're so used to somebody having a terrible sob story and it's, it's poor me, this happened to me, my life isn't the same, I need this external uh, reassurance or this, I need to win this competition to make myself feel valued again. Actually, it's, it's inside ourselves. Mm. Whatever, whatever you need, you've already got it. And it's mm. just flipping that, that victim mentality to knowing that you're stronger than whatever comes at you, no matter how terrible it feels at the time mm. it's that yeah. rather than why me it's try me isn't it so it's, yeah. it's like hey yeah you know like life is going to be challenging it is going to be tough it's going to be tough for everyone it's how you deal with it yeah and uh are you going to blame everyone else and, and you know ask for their sympathy or are you going to own it and 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 with courage look forward and and, and take the lessons and 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 move forward into a better place yeah, and and stand it and st- stand it and stare it in the face and and you know move forward. That's why vulnerability is being brave. Yeah, or one of the reasons why vulnerability requires you to be brave. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I what love it. Ma- so obviously, you know, you went through your own um, experience and your own lessons. What made you want to take your clothes off and shout out what you learned to the world? Um. 
or was that not the question or was that not the the kind of mood was it just like you know I just want to put it out there and see what happens yeah it's definitely put it out there and see what happens I really had no idea where it's going to go and really uh, you know um but I had an energy inside of me that said you've got to express this you're gonna have to do it and I was that again it was vulnerability it's much easier not to do it Mm -hmm. But I, there was something inside me and I had to say, right, I'm, I'm going to have to explore this and we have to see what happens and who knows. And if I don't try, then there's only going to be one result and that's nothing, which mm-hmm. is failure effectively. So, um, so yeah, it was just a case of me tapping inside myself and going, there's something here. I want to explore it. I feel like I've got a message that I, you know, that can make an impact. I feel I can help people here and let's just chuck this out there and, and see what happens. Mm. um i before when i was when i started my blog i was working i I was running a tech company so i I was fully aware of kind of the tech space and and social media and and i was fully aware how noisy it was and that if you need if you were going to make an impact you had to have a a usp of some kind something that could highlight your message but you know a reason to 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 attract people i guess so i I kind of felt that yeah yeah so that was kind of the, my 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 hook if you like that's something that gave me a usp and then um, i just believed i just thought you know i i, I just think something can come from this mm. and uh i had nothing to to lose except for probably you know pride and other people's judgments but the the prize was bigger than that mm. you know so i was let's do this let's let's give it a go see what happens i'm very glad have- i did yeah well i'm glad you did too um do you did you did you ever have the the worry that somebody was gonna like catch you naked like you you've been very careful not to do it near any like schools or parks right Mm, mm. yeah (laughs) because there are obviously going to be those worries we have done it we have i had a couple in in parks but they are like at half five in the morning oh yeah uh and you know you can look around um, and we are super quick as well. We get the pictures done, fully clothed, everything's perfectly done. And then for a split second, I'll remove my clothes as quick as I can and then put them back on. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's all done, done quickly. And um, no, I've never been, I'm, yeah, I am worried. I am worried. It's not, a not, it's not a nice feeling the first time you we get so right, here we go, what are we doing? Why, mm. like, what's my life come to? How am I finding myself in this place? <laughs> Having to take all my clothes off in this crazy place. Yeah, it's always, but then once you do it the first time and it's okay and you see the image, you're like, wow, that's quite cool. Mm. That's quite cool. We've created that. And I know the effort that we've gone to to do that. It's quite cool. Mm. And it gets easier and easier. And then, so yeah, it's, it's one of those things when you get out of your comfort zone, the more times you do it, the easier it gets. Yeah, 100%. You know? Did yeah. you, did you find like at the beginning you had to, you really worked hard on like your glutes? Did you, did you really like train them at the gym? No, just no. like I'm just gonna put my ass out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean it's it's hard. It's one of the it's one of the challenges I've got is that um, I don't know. People can judge you on your appearance, and people can say it's fine for you because you work out, and it's yeah. not you know, and that that's not really vulnerable because you know if I ha- if I look like that, I I would be naked all the time. Well, people you know people say that, and yeah, it's quite hard to like yeah, and it's it's quite hard to take. But I'm like well. You know, my vulnerabilities really come in my writing and the sharing of my message, which for me is way deeper, more, more, more important than, than how I appear. Mm-hmm. So I'm really not placing any judgment on how I look. 
yeah. that, that's that's one thing I, I do like to look after myself from, from, it's part of my life um, I, I like to eat healthily and I like to, to exercise and it does matter to me that that's you know I, I it's self-respect for me um, everyone's got their own their own ways on that and, and that's mine and so that's part of it but my, my vulnerabilities don't lie so much in my body in my body but they do lie you know in, in a hell of a lot of other things that are way deeper than that yeah so, um, so yeah I try and kind of I look how I look and that's whatever people can see that how they want but um yeah I think that's really difficult as well because like what you've just said there when people say oh well if I look like you I'd be doing that that there is so much of that out there and and I appreciate that 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 comment comes from somebody's own possibly self-judgment self-esteem self-image you know complex but it doesn't attract what you've gone through like your our, our bodies are just they're just a vessel they're just something that we are inside we do have control over the way that they look to a certain extent but often I mean for you I imagine quite a lot of the the physical like exercise and things that you do is is to help with your mental health as well and it can be really difficult to get that that those comments because it's it it almost kind of tries to strip away strip back what what the the, the magnitude of what you're actually doing which is why yeah. i don't want to go too much into the nakedness for today my my only other question that i will ask is do you think that what what do you think the reaction would have been if if it was a woman or if if you were in a woman's body and you have the same message do you think that people would have been able to take it as as well as they have, or do you think that there might be a little bit more sexualization of it? I'm, I, I don't know what the right or wrong thing to say here is, and I'm, I'm you know, I don't, I, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I imagine there probably would be more hmm. sexualizing of it, and hmm. simply because <laughs> this is probably the wrong thing to say as well. But I've, you know, men probably are a bit more sexually uh, explicit in, in their sharing and, and, you know, a woman uncovering herself, you know, attracts men pretty quickly more than mm. a man uncovering himself attracts women. Um, I think it's more normal in like sometimes as well for guys. Cause I mean, if you, if you look at guys that play football, yeah. plays football and he, he's always like, yeah, you finish football, you get out, you get naked and you just want to make sure that you don't get hit on the ass in the shower. Like that's just, <laughs> yeah. women wouldn't dream of doing that. No, yeah, I mean, I grew up playing rugby and it's, you know, everyone showers together. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't really see a big deal in the nakedness. Person. Yeah. For me, I mean, I appreciate, I understand how others might. Mm. But for me, it's, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. Being seen, seen naked is not a big deal. Mm. Um, it's just an extra tool for you to use to raise awareness for what you're actually trying to say. Yeah, it's, it's an empowerment. It's a hook. It's, it's trying to really, um, I, I really hope that, when you see that my image alongside my writing, it just brings more depth to the writing mm. and, and, a, and can be a hook to, towards leading people to read my writing. Mm. I really hope. Yeah. That's, that's, my, that's my goal. My, the nicest comments I ever get are when someone says, you know, I'm not the nicest, but it means something to me when they say, oh, I was drawn to your blog by, by your images, but actually it's now I really look forward to your blogs. Yeah. That's, that's then I'm like, hop in, go, thank you. That's when you know um, you've done it right. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had any of them for a while actually thinking about it. <laughs> but, but, but that is what I like, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait one sec. I'm just going to comment on something. No, okay. I'm You're <laughs> yeah, doing please. well. You're doing please it well. Please. Okay, thank you. That's the thing though. I think, you know, I think 
we get so used to a certain when, once we've seen something a couple of times sometimes we get a little bit numb to it um so really probably people know about you more now because you are talking about mental health you're talking about masculinity you're talking about you know creating happiness and and being vulnerable and that is people are coming to you because of that i didn't i didn't come across you because i saw a naked photo of you i mean it's it's not really something I do. I don't really click on to naked photos of men. Um, mm. But it's but it, it's your message that drew me to to talk to you and want to speak to you because that's and, and that's to be honest. I think that's even better than somebody saying, you know, I I saw the photo, clicked on it, but actually you've got a good message too. Instead, it's yeah, you know, your photos might be flash imagery, if you like, of of what you're saying. It's the neon banner, but actually everything underneath it is so much more important. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're right. That That's even better. Yeah, if, if the image isn't even needed as a hook and actually it's just drawn towards a message full stop. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. lovely. And that, that is the place. I'll never lose the, 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 the images because I feel it's part of my it's part of my setup, it's part of my brand, it's part of my USP, and it's something I don't want to ever lose. Um, it does, you know, for me, it does... I don't know. It plays a part in my message. It really does. Um, so I don't want to ever lose that. But yeah, that I, I I want my blog and my message to be much more about the message than than, than the imagery. Yeah, um, that's and cool. it should be part of it as well because being naked is a very like you cannot be more physically naked, but mentally naked as when you're not wearing any clothes. You know, yeah. it that that's where we are at our most. We can't hide behind anything. We we've got nothing to shield us. And it's freeing. I mean, the only time I've ever flashed was on my Hindu. Right. <laughs> and I was in Devon. <laughs> we were on a big walk and I was on the top of a cliff and I took my top off and it's like the only time I've ever flashed over. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was bloody freeing. Yeah, but, yeah. And, and that's the thing. And I think yeah. that the nakedness, it definitely serves a purpose. Um, yeah. But your message is, it, it's strong enough with or without i think well, you're very kind thank you thank you and actually on that i this really i love it actually when i go to it's quite a lot i've been to some buddhist talks and things like that and they of, often metaphorically refer to being naked and da, 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 all this kind of stuff and i'm always like yeah yeah you see you know mm-hmm. this is it and you're totally right i mean you you said it better than me there but you know the, the nakedness is exposing yourself you know it's revealing all it's it's all that stuff and that's exactly what what i hope to to, to portray in my through my writing and the message mm-hmm. i share exactly that so um yeah thank you what's your what's your next bare step then i i feel a real need and a real desire in me to really step forward into this masculinity space and to to um to keep embodying this message that i'm sharing on behalf of of men because i feel masculinity has got lost a little bit you know i from speaking from my own experiences i was i was conditioned is an aggressive word but society taught me to be a certain way as a man and uh, I don't think it's healthy for a lot of men. And, and there's a lot of men, I think, having to wear masks and bury, bury emotions um, when we're human beings. And, and it's, it's, it's not unmasculine or not unmanly to, 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 to be connected to your emotions and to share and to have depth and to connect and to love and mm. to be kind and empathetic and compassionate and all these things. And I, as I say, I said earlier, there aren't many role models in that space. And I really want to step forward and put my hand up and, and be a man. You know, I, I, all the manly stuff, I still, uh, that's me as well. But alongside it, um, try and help and teach and show other men that 
all those characteristics I just mentioned can be part of their setup as well if they're, if they're vulnerable enough to, mm-hmm. to let them let them come up and, and let them be seen as something that they previously thought of as, as unmasculine mm-hmm. um, that's 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 who I want to be and where I want to go and, and lead that so I feel it's needed and wanted right now and um, and I I feel having been through it so much in, in the past and really put a big big mask on and, and let it hurt me and affect me sexually now to remove that and to feel the liberation I, I, I you know that's that's the route I want to keep going I want to I want to embody that and I feel very excited about the possibility of that yeah I think that's I think that's great I think you should go to schools and things as well and talk to teenagers because I think that that would be so beneficial definitely I've done one talk in a school and I really want to do more and actually really talk to those male kids or boys, whatever, however we should be referring to them. Definitely. Because they, they, that's where, if you make an impact at that stage, you can, you can give them years of, of well, reducing the pain that they have to go through yeah. in, in putting on that mask. And it's amazing how much they open up to you as well. I mean, I've done a couple of talks um, yeah. about body image, eating disorders, etc., with boys and girls. And the fact that they, they, ha- they have someone in front of you that understands how you're feeling and doesn't, doesn't make you feel stupid or patronize you and just wants to connect, you know, is going there with the, 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 the genuine care. They open up and, and they learn and it's so fulfilling, but I think that it's so needed. Mm. So any head teachers get in touch with Ben please because we need I'd love to yes please <laughs> I think that what summing up everything you just said you know it's, it's being relatable isn't it for me it's if you can be relatable to them then they might listen they might just listen mm. and that's massive and that that's the one challenge with my stupid hair I've got at the moment is I think it kills my relatability a little bit um <laughs> uh even though I quite like it uh, sometimes definitely has bad days but um I quite like it but it, I think you know sometimes other men or, or kids at school might turn up and see the longer hair and think yeah but he's a bit hippie or he's a bit yogury or whatever and that's not me so you know he's just a different person and I don't want that mm. so it's this challenge I've got do I conform to, to to present as a more relatable individual through having more normal hair or do I keep do I keep doing my thing we'll see we'll mm. see <laughs> I think you should just keep doing your thing I'm, 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 I'm gonna keep doing my thing but it is a challenge yeah a little bit I, I want to be relatable that's a big goal for me yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I I've lived, are. oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, I, 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 I emotionally and, and as a person, I, you know, I know I, I can relate to, I can relate to all those people, you know, I, I really can, but whether they put me in a box because they see me slightly differently because of the hair and that, and that means they switch off a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably conscious of that a little bit because maybe I lived that way a little bit as a teenager, as, a, as in my twenties, maybe I, I put, looked at men and thought, yeah, but yeah you know not my type I don't do that you're different to me so maybe that's that's where it's coming from I don't know but yeah relatability yeah that's so interesting as well because it's so when you said that you know I I mentioned about talking about body positivity and things like that Mm. I don't really work out that much anymore Um, I'm like I'm a personal trainer and a Pilates teacher but I don't really do anything for me and I think part of that's the fear of looking a certain way and then people judging me even more right and maybe that's what is coming into the hair stuff you know maybe it's slightly that 
you're you're looking back at no you're looking at yourself from a past version of you yeah and uh yeah it's so weird how we do that isn't it Mm, yeah yeah for sure but it's also natural you know it's 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 how our mind is going to work um that's why going back to what you said before about having compassion for ourselves. you know I, I start with having compassion for other people because then we can do it to ourselves. it's very how we treat other people will also in many ways treat ourselves. Mm. and if we're, if we're very judgmental about everyone else then we'll expect to be judged ourselves mm. um so if we you know get our behavior right and then we'll expect it back from other people mm. so um yeah i just um yeah i'm caught in this space where uh, I, I probably used to judge people with long hair as being a bit woo-woo and now I'm feeling the repercussions of it. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, unfortunate one. <laughs> you'll, you'll be fine. So I've got two little quick questions for you. Kind of not related, but I think they're quite fun. So the first one is, if you had to describe yourself as a fictional character or a, a series of fictional characters, what would they be? So some people might choose Peter Pan or... How, how would you how do you think your friends would describe you as a fictional character and then how do you think you would like to be seen as a fictional character oh actually i was really struggling for a long time there i'm really bad at films i haven't seen many films or cartoons or any of this stuff so i was like oh, i don't even know many just go back to the 80s. and then well yeah exactly yeah <laughs> and then and then i was thinking well actually probably my old friends wouldn't know how to describe me because i'm quite different now to how i used to be mm. and then and then actually probably one thing that that i did get called in my 20s, it was a BFG, the big friendly giant. Oh. Um, and uh, he was a fictional character, wasn't he? Somewhere yeah, down. yeah, rolled off. Okay, good, good. Um, and so, you know, when I, when I talk about myself in, the, in my 20s, you know, it wasn't like I was, I always did have some kindness and compassion in me, naturally. I, I, that was who I wanted to be, but it just had to bury it to some degree for me. But I still like to think I was, you know, I was a nice person. Um, so, yeah, I did still get the BFG um, tag. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm still probably maybe more now than BFG, but yeah, the big friendly giant. I'm six six, so I guess I'm, I'm almost technically a giant, not quite. Oh um, but um, yeah, hopefully the, the friendly bit for sure. See, I I'm hope. on the opposite end of the scale. So my really? friends, my friends used to call me Midget Jones. <laughs> oh, that's great! <laughs> because that's I'm five foot one, and I used to be really terrible in any kind of relationship with men. So, uh, ah, okay. I was Bridget Jones. Oh, I haven't seen Bridget Jones. Is she terrible with men? Uh, she's not the most lucky of oh. of women with men. Um, right. But okay. yeah, that was the 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 thought of it. I was just a very unlucky in love little oh. ginger thing. <laughs> well, you found your way and beautifully yeah. married, lovely puppy. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. laughing now. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. My last little question is, this one kind of makes me laugh a bit. If you had a shit superpower, what would it be? So it couldn't be anything what makes cool. It shit? So it couldn't be anything cool like flying oh, or like, you know, it just it's a shit superpower. I've got this nailed because actually this is what I'd actually like as my superpower, and I it would be to be able to, be able to pick up any book and just to get the information straight to my head. <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite a good that's that's using it's your good brain. isn't it yeah it that is, is good. a good one yeah yeah so does that count in the shit cat in the shit category or not yeah yeah because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not somewhat it's not something somebody would automatically go to no no it's not a usual one is it no but it's a good one i just think how imagine what you could be with all that 
There might there probably be a lot of contradictory evidence though. You'd be like, well, this one says that and that says that, and I don't know where to go. Yeah. Over brain over front. Take a bit of a beating. Yeah, 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 for sure. You'd definitely be a professor then, though. Yeah, I would actually be a legitimate professor. Yeah, that would be nice because I'm a fraud in many ways, and I'm not naked. (laughs) I'm a professor. Um, And Ben is currently sat with full clothing on. (laughs) Yes, just to be clear. Yeah, and he's not a professor. (laughs) So. Yeah, it's not a good start. No a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> but if I can get my shit, shit superpower, then then game that on. Would, yeah, game on. And then yeah. all you've got to do is just take your clothes off, and then it will be fine. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. exactly. But I'll be in prison. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> they walk around like that normally. No, no. Time and a place, as I say. See, if I had a shit superpower, I think it would be to be able to like look at animals and get them to do what I wanted. Oh, wow, that'd be a nice. That's not shit at all. I think wow. the shit superpowers are the best ones. Yeah. From what I'm hearing. Yeah. That'd be I amazing. I used to fly when I was younger, though. That was my yeah, thing. Of course. I'm scared of falling from heights. So well, I don't really know. It's one of our two natural fears, isn't it? We're, we're born with a, a fear of falling mm. or heights. And, and, and the second is loud noises. All the others, I think, we, we develop. Yeah. Oh, I didn't so, know that, actually. I think, I think there might be a third one, but I think it's only those two. Yeah, I see. So, falling from heights was always my thing, and then cool. I decided to uh, go skydiving uh, when I came out of hospital. That was yeah. going to be my uh, my one thing to do. Mm. Scariest shit I've ever done in my entire life. Never doing it again. <laughs> You've done it. I've done it. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. Oh well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to talk to me. I think everybody's going to love this chat because I know I have so. Oh, likewise. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Where can people find you before you go? Um, well, The Naked Professor on Instagram is pretty much where it, where it all exists. But I am going to get my uh, blog up and going again because I've been, it's just, there's too many platforms these days and I can't keep trying. You spend your life trying to do things. So, but yeah, it's mostly on Instagram, but I'm going to get my blog up again on, on the, um, the Naked Professor dot me, mm-hmm. my website where I'm going to start getting my, um, getting my blogs out again there. And what about, um, are, you, are you planning on doing some more episodes for your podcast? Yes, so the podcast series two of the Naked Professors podcast is coming out, I think probably only for mid-July now. So we're just pre-recording a few. And yeah, that'll be out then as well. So Amazing. yeah, thank you. Good, definitely go give it a listen, guys. And um, I'll put all of Ben's links in the show notes and I will see you guys soon. Bye. Thank you, bye-bye.